This episode of Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Association of Optometrists, proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens. Many people don't call their optometrist first for urgent eye care when they need it. So from spring cleaning mishaps to winter eye infections, if you or your family have an eye emergency, doctors of optometry are trained to diagnose, treat, and prescribe medications. There's no referral necessary. And just a reminder, Alberta health coverage is available towards your urgent eye care appointments. To find an optometrist in your area, visit optometrist.ab.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across Alberta. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care directly to Albertans. Learn more at optometrist.ab.ca. Mr. Karam Sultan in the dark CEO. What's happening, dog? What's going on, man? Appreciate you coming back to the second floor after, (laughs) what is this, the third or fourth episode? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't want to talk about the last one, but. No, that's all good. I forgot about that one. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, man, I love having these conversations with you. And clearly from the feedback we've been getting from other people, they clearly love our authentic, Mm. real conversations. So. Um, I'm excited to dive hold on, in. Hold on, let me tell them the whole story behind. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you, you know when you hang out with someone for so long and you pick up their mannerisms? Yeah. Omid, every single time you tell them something, you're like, mm, mm. Guess who I learned that from? And then he went, ah, Raj. Jo- Joe Rogan. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I Joe Rogan does it quite a bit. And like, because I watch, I mean, I study, the, I study the greats in their field. And obviously Joe Rogan is, if not the goat of podcasting right now, so kind of watch what he does and i and i feel like i relate to him on a on a different level because he is more i feel he's not he doesn't have the kenny personality he listens more than he talks and he lets his guests kind of direct the conversation yeah he's not really like forcing uh the conversation yeah he doesn't interject too much on people's perspectives until they're too far deep i, I almost feel like he does it as a trap because yeah <laughs> he has a certain standpoint where this is his philosophy um, and he'll let you speak yours freely, which is why I love watching him because there's never going to be a guest that goes onto his pod and is fearful of saying the right, the right or wrong things. Yeah. Unless they've, they know going into it that they personally have some sort of beef and they still go into it. That's the thing though. Yeah. That's the thing. And I, and I like, he's very, he adapts to whoever's in front of him. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Cause then you, he gets, so, he's actually truly curious. And that's, he got, he that's, got Elon that's Musk high. Yeah, exactly. So it's like he, he's able to have this aura of him of like comfortability. And then he's able to relate to guests on certain things that he picks up. And even if he doesn't relate, he's able to, uh, like from a bird's eye view, be like, you know, I disagree with that. But yeah, what you doesn't know, mean that I don't mind you having sitting across from me. Yeah, that's just dope. Thing. Yeah, it's dope. All right, bro. All right. Are we diving into this uh, subject or what? 
The knowledge is power subject? Yeah. Or which one? Which one was? We, we had knowledge is power. That's the one. That's the only one. And I was going to write the other two, but I was going to say rather than having it like structured, let's just get into it. Let's see where the first topic leads us. I'm down. Going from there. So first one, knowledge is power and lack of knowledge is lack of power. Mm-hmm. That was something that I read because uh, you hear all the time knowledge is power, but lack of knowledge is lack of power. It just makes you flip it in a certain way and makes you think of it differently. And it it made me think about more like more so high school in terms of traditional books and study and how often kids are just not really into it the same way that they would be now. And by that, I mean the the resources, access to certain things that you personally want to know about is more readily available than ever before. Because I remember in high school, for example, I, I moved a ton. So social studies for me is a subject that I'm like, man, first we're learning about Pakistan, Abu Dhabi, St. Yeah. John's, Newfoundland, yeah. and now it's Edmonton, right? So it's like always changing. And for a while, I'd always think, that I just, I wasn't, school wasn't for me and like education, traditional education was never for me. And mm-hmm. the the feeling of just being able to, to surpass, um, or, or to get through certain classes, um, without putting in that full effort made me m- turn it almost into a game where it's like, you can, let's see how little I can study to get through mom. I hope you're not watching this. <laughs> I hope I don't use this, <laughs> but like how little can I do, but still be able to get through. Yeah. But as I get older learning, I was someone who hated learning and I don't know about you, Yeah. but I hated it because my issue was I always wanted to make friends, talk to people and interact because that was something that was lacking since I always moved. Mm. But when it came to, so when it came to traditional study, I just hated it. Mm. But once I got out of it and now I had the freedom to learn what I wanted to learn. That's when I felt like I was getting a different type of power, the type of power that I wanted. Yeah. And I think anyone in their profession who who goes into their craft and just wants to learn a lot about it will go the extra mile to learn the little detail behind certain things and the whys behind certain things. Yeah, I think, well, you touch on, you touch on one. I feel like that that's one aspect of power. But I feel like everyone has... In their life, we have different types of power. So there's like power in relationships. Mm-hmm. There's power in your career. There's power in, uh, you know, just overall life. Like in like the hierarchy at home, when your parents have power over you, then you have power over your siblings, your younger siblings. For me, I'm the oldest, so I have power yeah. over my younger siblings. When I say something, it goes. It has to be done. Or if they fight or con- con- like if there's a conflict, I usually win that that <laughs> battle, right? And then. Same thing with like going to school, right? So when you were in school, you probably leaned towards things that you made you, that you were better at, which in turn gives you power. So if it's basketball or working out, you realize that you're probably, you A, you like this space, but B, as you slowly get better at it, you realize you have more power over other kids because you're more skilled. Yeah. You know what you're doing. You're working harder and you realize you start separating yourself from your peers in that aspect. Yeah. And then when you get out of high school or school in general, you're in the work world. A lot of people are in the work world or they in a long-term relationship or whatever. And then there's a power dynamic there. So you start off in a company and you're the, you're the employee. Hmm. You're the fucking bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Yeah. And then you realize, okay, I have to do X, Y, Z to get into that power. But 
even in between that, there's layers of like power in, power struggle between employee colleagues. There's power struggle between, and it's just it's crazy to me. But what you're touching on is, is specifically craft, and I realize that the more the deeper you get into a craft, obviously you have more power. It becomes easier for you when you start exploring um, what Robert Greene calls the creative phase. So I, w- I want to really quickly touch on that is when you're in a craft and you're trying to master your craft, and I highly suggest anyone who's listening to this to go list, to go read or listen to Mastery by Robert Greene because it talks about how to master a craft or master your life. And he basically says there's three phases. There's the apprenticeship phase where you are getting into a craft and it's now you're apprenticing. You have no idea. Yeah. Everything's difficult. You're learning piano. You have no idea what the notes are. It's very difficult to put your fingers on the keys. You pass that. You practice. You get into the, uh, I think it's, I forgot the phases, but it's the, it's the, I think it's the active phase is what he calls it. And the active phase is, okay, now you're, you're getting good at it. You're in it. You're starting to realize that you have some power in it. And you're starting to make a nice foundation for yourself. And then the third stage of mastery is the creative active phase. So you are, you've mastered your craft now. You understand the little details. You've, 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 you've acquired these, these skills over the number of years. And now you can be creative and get outside of the active phase because the foundation is like second nature to you. Yeah. And he's, he says that a lot of people, um, only like a lot of the greats, they, they get to the creative, fa- creative active phase quicker than a lot of people. So anyway. Hey, I man, you never, you told me about a, a lot of Robert Greene books, but that one you held out on, huh? You had to sh- you had to save that one for the Patreon. I don't people. know. I, I, I mean, I've mentioned it here and there. I you just, probably have. Yeah, but it's very. I, I like that. It, it it makes me think about this YouTube video, and it's very like small, con- smaller concept, but um, talking about just things become sec- second nature, such as driving. Like sometimes we'll drive, not even think about where we're going. That's right. But because it's so, it's been done so many times. Your brain no longer needs that same. Uh, power to actually be in it which is I, I know it sounds scary but we'll end up you won't even remember how you got from point a to point b 100 and, and then you can put your power brain into something, something else exactly yeah so and then i mean obviously the second book from robert green is the 48 laws of power which actually dives more into deep into the psychology and like society and how to gain power in the society you're living in which i really find intriguing because Technically speaking, power is, and I mean, I'm making my own biased opinion, but power is having control over something or people. Yeah. Right? If you don't have control over people, you have no power. If you don't have control over something, you have no power. So, and the biggest thing is we interact with people on a day-to-day. So, you know, when you're running a business, you have employees, you you have to have power over them. You have to understand them. You have to understand the business that you're running. Same thing with, you know, even your relationships or people. Like, there's so many different realms of power. And I think me and you have obviously been more intrigued on the business side of things and the people because without people, there is no, you know, there is no power. Yeah. And then, you know, without mastering a craft, you don't become great and you don't also achieve that influence and power. Yeah. Um, Which comes from, coming back to it, which comes from the knowledge. 
So if you have no no knowledge of whatever you're trying to pursue, you're you're going to lack the power inevitably. And I think with the with touching on the whole power aspect and knowledge, um, everyone is born with a generalized set of feelings. Like to an extent, as a kid, we have no idea what those feelings are, what they mean, or what they're going to do to you. And I think growing up, a lot of people or there's I know for me I didn't actually get the chance to actually categorize those feelings because I didn't know what they meant and because I didn't know what they mean I couldn't manipulate it or use it to my advantage so I think even with the fact of simply um, having certain feelings without having the understanding of what they can do for you or what they mean then that can be almost used against you yeah and then the more you let it be kind of vague and not really understand what that feeling means you don't really have control over it and if you don't have control over your own feelings then being able to to have power over someone else is much harder 100 percent. and you don't and you have to have if you don't understand yourself more or less you will lose the power in your life yeah because you're not able to control yourself you're not able to control those emotions and you're not able to recognize those emotions and i'll be honest like I mean, I have, and I'm not going to mention who, but I, I have siblings who, uh, <laughs> that's a very narrow triggered. list. <laughs> it is a narrow list and they're, they're not going to listen to this cause I know, <laughs> uh, but they are quick to react yeah. to a lot of things. Why is that? It's because I know their trigger points. And so I have power over them and I know what ticks and it's, I mean, it's the same thing with, and I'm sure anyone who has siblings understands that, but it's the same thing in business. It's the same thing in your relationship. If you understand the other person, but you also understand yourself, you're able to navigate through life a lot better and you're able to put yourself in a position of, of power. Um, and for me, I've, I've really, that's why a lot of people are like, man, like a lot of people that listen to the second floor is like, oh man, like you, you hardly talk. Why is that? Because I'm absorbing the other person. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into their brain yeah. while they talk. Because there's 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 one thing about speaking, but then another thing is about body language. Yeah. Right? Body language also gives off the vibe of like, oh, okay. Like it does. Is he <laughs> is he is he uncomfortable? Like is he tight? Is yeah. he open? Is he what is his gestures? Is his voice like I told you about the voice thing? And a lot of people again, this is something I learned from Robert Greene, but if you go to a grocery store and when you go into the line in the, at the cash register and the person asks, the cashier asks you, how are you? Hey, Karam, how are you? The tone of voice is pitched. Why is that? Because they've said it a million times before. They actually don't really mean it. They don't, that's not an authentic place when the voice, the voice pitch goes up. <laughs> yeah. So when they say, how are you? It's because it's been scripted that they have to ask you, how are you? At the cash register. They don't actually mean it. Yeah. Which again, they don't have to because they don't know who you are. But if you understand those nuances, you can go into a social setting and you can tell whether someone is being authentic or they're lying Yeah. or they're being manipulative. When you're sitting in a meeting, you can understand, oh, okay, like I can see is, I can see certain things, body language or tone of voice, and I can understand and, and you can navigate through that. That's the coolest part is, is from like all the books that I've learned so far, exactly what you just said is nothing's really new you still observe a lot of the same things but you're able to categorize them in a much cleaner way and make understanding of what's going on in front of you versus just being like oh hey how's it going great man how's it going with you yeah. you know like 
you just but you can understand you can that. understand it and you can play the game exactly and right? everyone's playing a game whether they want to or not yeah um some have just used it to manipulate it to their advantage and i don't always like using the word manipulate because it can be seen as like a negative term yeah but at the same time there's a lot of people that manipulate for the good as yeah. much as they do for bad i uh i have another story i want to share and again i'm going back to these books because they're f- phenomenal books but this is why nobody hangs out with us i know <laughs> <laughs> no but we can pinpoint these stories and, and this becomes valuable for people listening but um there was a uh a boy in in this this story goes on where this boy was in a tragic I don't know if it was genetic disease or something, but he was basically paralyzed from the neck down. And um, doctors say he wasn't going to live, and they were saying that, you know, he's he's not going to walk for the rest of his life. He he's basically stuck in a in a in in bed. He's bedridden for the rest of his life. Young boy, and he had I think he had three or four sisters. I can't remember his name, but his name is Milton something. Long story short. Because the, this boy was bedridden, he had a lot of time sitting in, a sit, like being at home, and he started playing a game with himself, and he started observing his sisters and how they would react. And he started noticing the details of like, again, like tone of voice, body language, when people would come in to, 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 to hang out with them. They would always keep Milton in the, in the room just to, so that he has company. Hmm. But for example, he would say that one of his sisters would ask his other sister if they wanted an apple or if they wanted something to eat. The other sister would say no, but they didn't actually mean it. And he could recognize immediately that even though she's saying no, she actually means yes, but she's out of respect. She's saying no. And he could understand it immediately just by because he spent so much time observing their their body language and, and, and their, 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 how they, they're acting. Yeah. But the other sisters couldn't pick up on it, but he could. And same thing when people would come and visit him, he realized who was like fake and who was like being real and genuine. Long story short, and I'm just going to keep it short. He ended up, he ended up because he realized this power, he started gaining power over understanding people. He realized that the mind, like he started researching about the mind and psychology. Long story short, he ended up, become being able to walk using his mind using like obviously practicing yeah. and like going through therapy and and whatnot because he believed that's one factor he actually became a psychologist and one of the most one of the most famous psychologists in the world because people would come visit him in his office and he would know immediately what was what was the issue there was one story in that he says is that he put he puts his desk in a very far corner of of the office so that when when his clients walk in they actually have to walk towards him and to the desk and the reason he does that is because he can observe their walking gestures and how they're walking whether they're stressed whether they're anxious whether they're feeling sad happy angry he can understand by by the moment they sit down and he said that he would like observe like how they would cross their legs, yeah, how their eye movements were. And one of the most famous stories is like one of the ladies, one of his clients, a lady came in and walked into his office, and she sat down and she's like, "I'm having problems in my relationship." And he's like, "He's like, how's the how's the side man that you're with these days?" 
And she was taken aback. That was the first question she asked him. And she's like, how did you know? And it was all through body language because she was hiding the fact that she had a side relationship and she's saying to him that there's troubles going on with her and her husband. So, I mean, again, that's going into, into, <laughs> into something deeper. But th yeah. think of the power because people think, man, he's like hypnotic. Like he's, he has some, like, how does he know all these things? Yeah. But because when, since he was a little boy, he's been able to observe body language and understand. It's like, can you imagine the kind of power you would have walking into a social setting and being like, oh, okay, like, so-and-so is uncomfortable with this person. She's probably cheating on yeah. her boyfriend or something like that. Yeah. I've, uh, sorry for the long. Speech. Oh no, that was, that was great. I actually like, I've, I've heard bits and pieces of it, Yeah, but it was nice to hear that in a whole refreshingly new manner. You yeah. Know? So make it more presentable and more packaged for the audience. <laughs> I mean, for I, me, I, he did I, not I, care. <laughs> I, put, I put that story in a very, very broad nutshell, but that's what I took from it. It was like, wow. Like we, as, human beings we tend to forget like we tend to overlook those and we tend to take words at face value at the same time whereas like body language can be very very powerful and if you can understand and you can read that on people imagine going into meetings and understanding how that person is feeling what kind of power you have yeah what kind of negotiations negotiations you can do by understanding the other person sitting across from you and that's why in my podcast i tend to listen more than i tend to speak my opinions because i i want to know where is this person coming from what are they saying is yeah. it true is it right is it is it right wrong whatever it is ends up being i can make an assumption of like oh, okay i know can understand and get to relate to the person sitting across from me which give which i feel gives me power yeah you know so sick to karam speechless which is a good sign man <laughs> I was there like, am I watching this or am I a part of this? <laughs> <laughs> You've just been schooled, boy. Uh, no. Um, no, that was good. I enjoyed that myself. I hope so. Because I'm very intrigued, especially with just like, because I, and I totally agree with Robert Greene, is like, if you understand people, you will have power. Yeah. If you under, If you're able to play the game and not get emotional, not get too high, not get too low, and you're able to see stuff at, at at face value and understand that person, you can make moves to have that person on your side, make them an enemy, make them a colleague, make them a partner, sell them on something. Yeah. Like there's so much that, that is power. Like what else what else is power other than being in like a political like like if you're a political figure? Like that's completely different, but I'm talking about day-to-day -day people who are looking to really elevate. I feel like that's a very big thing yeah. that gets overlooked. Why do you, why do, why do we say like, why is meditation such a big thing now? Why? Why is it? Because you're so wrapped up in the outer world that you can't get in control over yourself and your mental health. Yeah. So they say, you know what? You should meditate five minutes in the morning. Like I know a lot of these gurus or people on YouTube, they're like, Wake up every morning and and recite that you're grateful. Wake up every morning and I am sit affirmations, by baby. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, I am. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's like, but why is that? Why are the why are those things popular now? Because people are losing their minds, <laughs> for real. Yeah, losing their minds, the, and they need to gain some power over themselves and their emotions. 
the external stimulus that we have from social media, from everyone's opinions. And Joss is the one who, uh, from ThinkSpace podcast. Um, shout out to shout Josh. Out Joss. 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 Yeah. Yo, Joss. Um, that's, a, that's a unique name. It bro. is a very unique name. But he was talking about how people play movie characters in this world. And for for the most part, he, he associated social media as movie characters. So like you see someone doing something, they do it long enough, that's their movie character. That's their avatar. That's who they want to be seen as. Now, if they start doing stuff out of the box, now you can't, you no longer have that movie character to fit a certain role. And to, to people that, that becomes fearful, which I found very interesting because yeah. guys like us who always are trying to innovate, find new and unique ideas to push forward, I feel like get a lot of hate misunderstandingly because people just can't categorize us. They don't know what we're doing. And because we don't, uh, because they don't know what we're doing, it's more so seen as a threat because they can't categorize you into this movie role. 100%. And it's not familiar because you keep changing. Yeah. So when something's not familiar, you tend to see it as a threat, like you said. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that, man. And that's why we, we tend to put people in boxes or people, um, we unconsciously will, like, especially people in our own circles, like, this person is supposed to belong here. But if next month they decide to go whack and go a completely different route, that there's a red light there now i mean us us being (laughs) us understanding (laughs) what we understand we're able to empathize with that change right you know what's funny yeah um on instagram i posted this poll or question saying what's the what's something that you learned in 2020 right just to see like people's responses and half of them i didn't even post because i was actually genuinely Wondering, maybe someone's going to give me a gem that I won't even be expecting. Yeah. Guess who uh, responded to it? Raj Dillon. Oh. So what Raj had to say, and this was privately. Guru, Guru was, Raj. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? The question was, what did you learn in 2020? And his response was, not to mess with Karam Sultan. <laughs> <laughs> All because one day I flipped on, in our group chat. Oh, did you? You were, remember? You flipped? Between me and Kenny. Oh, yeah. yeah. He brought that up? He brought it up in the... That was the first time he ever acknowledged it. Oh. Ever talked about it. Wow. Just a quick little, little not to mess with Karam Sultan with wow. the eye emoji looking. But wow. it's different because uh, I feel like that same thing is... Typically, I was a certain way. And then when I decided to have a standpoint that was uncharacteristic of what I would previously say... Yeah. It turned into a little bit of an issue. But at the end of the day... If you're not, if you can't discuss and coordinate with your homies and figure out ways to move forward, they're not really your homies. So me and Kenny's friendship have been, has been stronger than ever, ever yeah. since then. Yeah. Like we, and I feel like conflict is, I feel like, I feel like conflict is healthy. Like I feel like having certain different viewpoints is healthy for, for all of us. We don't have to, you know, it's easy to conform. It's very easy. It's difficult. It's difficult to stand on your own two feet and be like, I believe in this and this is how I believe. And that's, I don't, I don't give a shit whether you like it or not. <laughs> but I feel like even then that also gives you power. Yeah. Bringing it back to it. If you notice the most powerful people will make predictions and stand on their own opinions. If you think about Donald Trump, 
perfect example this year. Uh, Patrick Bedavid making business predictions. Um, Kanye West making uh, uh, crazy assumptions about people and things. They are the notorious figures of our generation. Why is that? Because they're okay with their own opinions and their own beliefs. And they will say stuff that'll piss people off. They will divide people. Mm, There's yeah. a love and a hate. There's no middle. They almost embrace it. They embrace it. Because, but they understand it. Yeah. You don't think Kanye understands, like, if he says certain things, like, it's going to cause... Do you think not yeah. Donald Trump? He's a, these guys are, like, Donald Trump's a businessman. Like, he understands. Yeah. You know, he understands the game. And that's, and that's why people, you know, when people, like... But with that being said, before we go forward, yeah, F Donald Trump anyway. <laughs> I just can't, I can't go on in case people yeah. were talking about him, but we're not saying, yo, he's, he's cool. And no, uh, no, no, of course we're not. Just I mean, using him as an example. Yeah. We don't, we don't support him by any means, but from a bird's eye perspective, you, from me looking inside, he is a ruthless business person. He is yeah. a ruthless person on the way to power. And he, got into one of the most powerful seats in the world and i feel and i feel like he is actually a lot smarter than people put him as you know a lot of people will bring him down or whatever the case and i agree with that but from a he knows power what he's perspective doing. from a power perspective he's playing chess yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah um i read this quote i can't remember who said it but I think we're experiencing this now. The higher you move up, you'll you'll have some sort of haters. And I think uh, the quote that I read was, if half of the country hates me, I know I'll be successful. Mm -hmm. Meaning the other half likes you. Yeah. Right? So, like, you can have half the whole freaking country not agree with you. And look at Donald Trump, for example. He Did he win by a lot? when he won it was like almost 50 50 like yeah. it wasn't it was pretty close it was close yeah yeah i agree and that's just like one example of power but for for the listeners for people that are can you cue fuck donald trump by yg and nipsey i'm gonna cue that right now okay done <laughs> but i'm just saying you know for the people like creatives or people that are running their own business or people that are in their corporate world the most important thing is understanding who you're dealing with and understand and being, and that's why I, I, I was so in love with psychology in university and I was thinking of majoring in it. I didn't end up doing it. I was close to double majoring. I ended up just not doing it, but I had a minor in it and a lot of this stuff would play like human behavior, like understanding the behaviors of people and why they do certain things is fascinating to me. Because you are able to react appropriately given any situation. And what does that allow you to do? It allows you to gain power. It allows you to move ahead. It allows you to make the moves you want to make and play chess in the game of life. Yeah. And if you want to move up, if anyone wants to move up, that's understand people. Understand different types of people because there are going to be boneheads. There are going to be people that you think are whack that are extreme but if you don't understand them that the person you're dealing with you you've lost because you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna go into the chaos of emotion and you're gonna lose yourself and you're gonna do something stupid and you're gonna regret it because it's gonna put you five steps backwards 
Business Council of Alberta's podcast called Alberta Better explores how we co-create a society where everyone can thrive through the lens of business. So have you ever wondered what it takes to create a good life in an equally good society? One where people, business, and the environment can flourish? Well, that's what Alberta Better wondered. Alberta Better is a journey to understand what it takes to create a good life here in Alberta and how we as Albertans, businesses, and governments can shape our society so everyone prospers. Check out Alberta Better today to hear their latest episodes on C-suite executives and other business owners alike. Book recommendations, Karam, on power? Um... I would say, actually, I haven't really finished this, but I'm in the mix of finishing it. I find I always go back to this when it comes to power because it's not directly related to business. And I thought it was a business book, but it's called The Art of Persuasion. I don't know if that's by... Oh, I thought, you know, I was going to guess. I thought you were going to say Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits is really good. Um, And it's very, like, to the point, I like that in the sense that it gives you actual real life... Like you can find instant growth from it right away. Mm. You can find different ways like on the daily. Hey, within a week, I can already change something. But when it comes to understanding psychology and categorizing different people, uh, the art of persuasion is it's almost like a relationship book more than it is a, a business book. Is there it by is, Robert Greene? There is a book by Robert Greene. It's called The Art of Seduction. I think I might be thinking of the same thing. Let me pull up my Audible here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Art of Seduction or Art of... I was listening to it. Yeah. Art of, is it Art yeah, of Seduction? Yeah, The Art of Seduction. Ah, I knew it. Shout out Robert Greene, man. Shout out he's, Robert uh, Greene. He's killing it, man. He's straight. 13 hours and two minutes left. And that's not... A, I'm halfway done, I think. That's a long book. Because he brings real life stories to the table and then he references back to modern life. And I fucking love that. Yeah. Because you're able to take stories from history from real yeah, life. Yeah, I had no idea. I think this is my first Robert Greene book that I've no way. dived into. Damn. If you listen to Mastery, he does the same thing. Oh, and nice. uh he talks about people as victims though. Does he do that in He Ma- does. He does. And same with uh, uh 48 Laws of Power. I was like, "Damn." Have you, have you have you read the 48 Laws no, of Power? No, that's next. Oh, man, it's so good. I have the paper copies and it is unbelievably good unbelievably good I'm, i miss getting the daily quotes from uh, omid just pulls out his book i'm a smart bitch <laughs> yeah <Look. exactly. laughs> bro like and it's very profound because a lot of it is about manipulation and deception yeah because that's what that's what us humans do is we we, we like to manipulate we like to deceive and he takes real life examples from history from chinese history from european history oh yeah and like back from like 1600s, 1500s. And then he's able to relate it at the end of the chapter by saying, okay, in 2020 or in like the 21st century, this is what you got to do to use this power, uh, this law of power. And it's like, damn. There's one uh, one that I, was, I, I really, really love. And it's super basic, but actually there's two. I think it's law number four. And it's, uh, there is no such thing as a free lunch. And I mean, that that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. But if you think like everyone is out to get something, whether that's praise, whether that's money, whatever you're working on, whatever you're doing, when there's an exchange between human to human, 
there is something that both people need to fill. Yeah. It has to be, something has to be fulfilled, whether that's emotionally, yeah. whether that's financially, whether that's exchange of services, whether that's exchange of products. When there's an exchange, both parties have to be happy. And if they're not, then something's wrong. And that's why he says there's no such thing as a free lunch because if I give you something for free, it's actually not for free. It's I'm fulfilling my emotional need by giving you something. That's why presents are interesting because I hate being friends with you sometimes because of these, <laughs> these exact reasons, because we both know this shit. And sometimes you'll do something for free. And I'll be like, Omen doesn't do free. <laughs> Omen doesn't Omen's do free. Is, law number four. This isn't right. He's, he's violating he the law. Try, yeah. No, it's so funny because, but there has been times. And I think at the start, like me and you were like trying to do like help we each other. Oh, right. We were, but we were taking more of a, like a business to business. We weren't, we were friends. It was, we it was weren't. hard to understand which, which part was friends and which part was work. Yeah. And I think now we finally got to the point where we're like, ah, okay. Yeah. Maybe some of our lunch is free yeah, yeah. for each other. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like, is it technically speaking from a technical standpoint or like, it's not free no, because no, no, it's no. like, it's time. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's time. Something is being exchanged, yeah. whether it's, whether it's actually physical or if it's not physical, something is being exchanged. Um, and and I, I just I just love that because you know that now when you go when I go into any meeting and people are like, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. I got it. No problem. I'm like, okay, I know you got it. But in my back of my mind, what, what are you, you getting out of it? Yeah. There has to be something you're getting out of it. This isn't like a kumbaya, everyone help everyone. Nah, b bullshit. I call bullshit on that. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, what are you getting out of this? Is this like an emotional feel? Is this like a rain check? I'm going to give this guy something so that two weeks from now or a month from now, two months from now, I'm able to ask him for a favor favor, and he's able to give, he's going to feel guilty enough to give it to me, right? So understand that that is a law of power. Understanding that, that there is nothing, there's no such thing as a free lunch is very, very important. Because then you don't go in blindside and be like, oh, this guy was super nice. He gave me, you know, he bought me food or he bought me a coffee or he, you know, he did this for me. It's like, no, like think about why there is a move there. Yeah, There's a power play being it literally happening in front of your face and you're not recognizing it. Yeah. Because you think your assumption is this person was nice. And I'm not saying that you don't have to be nice, but there is always an exchange, whether it's inside, emotionally, whether it's exchange. Um, what was the other law that I was going to bring up? Ah, the other law that I really, really like, and this relates to me, is that um, the more you talk, the more likely you'll say something foolish. Yeah. And I took that to heart because I was like, yo, that makes so much sense, right? If you say less, but you're able to say less, but have more power in what you say, it, it comes off a lot more powerful. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of powerful people will say less, but their words have more value to them. If you look at some of the scariest people, they say the least. And it makes people nervous. Mm. I don't know if you ever noticed that, but yeah. sometimes like when I'm not feeling like talking to someone, I'll ask very broad questions that I know will take a long time to answer. And I'll just 
like body language comes into this too is like you're able to to look at them a certain way give them a certain type of feel based on how you want them to feel yeah i sound like a sicko i feel like <laughs> i should stop at this point but i get what you mean i have a question for you yeah after we're... talking about all of this and because your birthday just passed oh yes it oh did. yeah oh yes it did yes it we did. all got notified via whatsapp group message <laughs> <laughs> my videos <laughs> Hey, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know, but uh, tomorrow's my birthday, um, so I got a birthday workout in. Yo, that was funny. I I had a good laugh about that. That was funny. Yeah. But with that being said, so I'm gonna guess your love language. I don't know if you've ever done the, those love language tests. I know what. No, I know what you mean. I haven't done them, but I know what you mean. Acts of service. Okay. Is one yeah. is I would say at the the higher up. Yeah. Um. And. I would say quality time yeah, would be the top two. Yeah. Because I think there's like touch and like... Gifts. Gifts, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think acts of service just frees up your time mentally. And it's that same thing that we're talking about driving. You're driving, it's like someone's driving for you and you can think about other things. Yeah. But... What's your love language? Or love languages? Um, I don't know if... I actually just did it. Proper definition. I did it recently because I was someone brought it up. I feel like me and you are similar in that regard. I'm the opposite. I yeah? portray it to you guys like I'm a certain. <laughs> way. This man is on. He's playing chess with us, right? I'm a. I'm telling you from. <laughs> right you know now, why he's I got said a power move <laughs> Twelve. Uh, the twelve months of this year, I'm gonna play different roles mm. as a psycho. Yeah. Um. That's because of the forty or the, the art of seduction. It's like this month I'm gonna be the charismatic guy. This yeah. month I'm gonna be this guy. This month I'm gonna be the anti-seducer. I like it. Just to see how people react to it. Yeah. Uh, languages, I like from what I've learned is the best way to practice language is by speaking language, the language with someone who actually speaks it, versus mm. just learning. So I I see this as a similar thing. Is like playing a certain role will help you understand a little bit better on how to learn that language of that of that actual charismatic guy or the anti-seducer or um, whatever it is. Yeah, I agree. But getting back to me, yeah, I'm the opposite of access service. Really? You well, you like I'm, gifts? None. You don't like gifts? I hate gifts. I oh. actually don't. I like gifts. But so no active service, no gifts. I'm a very touchy-feely person. Oh, I'm really? Like, You're like Danny. Shout I, out to Danny. Shout out to Danny. I know he's not listening to this, but shout Man. out to him. Quality time. <laughs> And like, if I could do one thing, it would just be watch, watch a movie with peacefully with just a little bit of cuddles, you know, senti mm. <laughs> types, senti types. I'm very much the senti types. Type. After 9 PM, I have yeah. different modes. The morning mode is work mode. <laughs> so there's off. a playlist as it gets closer to five. I'm like, Ooh, the coffee's wearing off. The senti <laughs> vibes are coming in. Yeah. Or then my playlist switches, you know, I got the fields playlist up next and then, um, by nighttime, I'm out here. He's out here wanting to get touch, touchy feely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. No, that's cool. It's good to know. I mean, but again, like that is also another form of power, understanding people's love language. Yeah. And that's something in relationships that people don't. I mean, and now people understand it. Or a lot, a lot of people are learning about this. But if you understand your partner's love language, you're able to have a healthier relationship, which you gain more power in your relationship, you know? Um no, it makes sense, man. You know what was interesting? And this goes to that is like 
we feel a need for for like the opposite person right like you're helping yep. uh them get through certain things what i am reading right now or listening to the anti-seducer in the art of seduction that chapter is talking about how some people feed off of pain and they actually enjoy pain so if you help them out and if people are broken at this point um their form of happiness is pain they want to be in that pain state and they're known as the anti-seducers like for them, the complete opposite person will fit their needs. Someone who can bring them just as much pain or relatable pain or is broken in the same way is going to do the same thing. And that's why people who are actually broken stick with people that are also broken. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. It made me think about, I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. That- I was about to skip that chapter. I was like, I don't want to know about the anti-seducer, but yeah. goes back to power is like understanding it, even though you might not it might not be it yourself gives you like the the power of of what that knowledge really means mm-hmm. when you come across it well yeah when you come across it and then you can you can you can empathize with it and you can understand it and that's that's the whole thing is understand that the whole idea is understanding because when you come across certain things or you come across certain people you are able to not emotionally attach yourself to the situation to the person to the circumstance Allowing you to see all options, allowing you to look at it and be like, okay, this is the move I'm going to make. I'm not going to make this move. I'm going to put it here. I'm going to move this here. And now all of a sudden you look at it and you're like, I'm good with this because I can step back. But when you're emotionally attached to one, now yeah. all of a sudden you can't see the other four because you're just, you're clinging on to this. And that puts you in a destructive state. That puts you in a, in a position of like non-power. Yeah. And and I and I personally, I I, I love that. I, I really do understand. Like, because I've realized just over the last three years, my understanding and empathy towards any sort of person, without putting, you know, assumptions or whatever, and and not being emotional, has allowed me to bring the right people in my life. Because three and a half years ago, four years ago. My inner circle was completely different. It wasn't like this. Yeah, likewise. And But why is that? Because I was able to objectively look at everything, not get emotional, not get emotionally attached to friends, family, and look at it and be like, okay, I know I want to move up. I know I got to make certain moves, and I have to have certain people in my life that I that I know are going to help me elevate to the next level. And, and that's something I can give from personal advice to anyone listening, patrons, uh, people that are listening on YouTube is finding the right inner circle will give you immense power. And I'm not just talking about power in terms of influence. I'm talking about power in terms of emotionally, spiritually, mentally. You will be so much more well off, allowing you to excel in whatever you're doing personally. Yeah. Hundred percent. Because if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for Kenny, if it wasn't for all the other guys that are in our in our in our inner circle, there are times where it could easily I could easily fall off on the business side of things. I could easily fall off on the creative side of things. But being able to have you guys in that circle is my my constant switch is always on and I'm always looking up. I'm never looking back. I'm always like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And now it's become a habit. And 
again, like a lot of people that aren't in my inner circle, they'll message me and be like, bro, how do you do all this creative stuff? How do you do this and that? It's like, for me personally, I do it unconsciously now. Yeah. But why is that? It's because the other people in my circle are doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's always positive. There's never a touch of like, you know, negativity. There's always, there's always a way to figure things out. There's always a way when something comes up to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the, that, that right there is, is like a, a really good definition of power. Bars. Bars. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything anymore. <laughs> After that, I was like, yep, where that's, that's a wrap. Bro, that, that is a wrap, but I, I, I want to shout out to a, a, a good friend, a good brother at the end of this episode, Sean Canungo, patron, brother, friend, uh, collaborator, creative collaborator, uh, just recently got shouted out by Forbes. It's huge. For being one of the best virtual speakers in the world. Yo, shout out to Sean, man. Shout out Sean. Although we I, we don't really get to talk to him on a on a daily or a weekly basis, my man, you're killing it, and uh, I had to give you a shout out on this man because what you're doing is is inspiring us from 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 the outside. Facts. I to me it was no surprise. I'm not surprised. It either. was literally. I was like, this is very fitting. This is what it should have been, and it was only a matter of time. Yeah. It's like how Russ always talks about his vision, his value is up here. And the amount of eyes seeing it isn't at that same point, but it doesn't discredit his actual value and information um, to the level of the views yeah. in, re- in relation to the views. And, and, and what I love about Sean is that he continues to create and he's he always looking at like, he's always, I'm, I'm going to use his terminology. He's always innovating disrupting. and disrupting yeah. the creative space. And I love that. He's always trying different things. And he's just, he's just on a roll, man. And, uh, I wish him all the success, man. Likewise. Seeing it and a guy from Edmonton too, you know what I mean? It's, it's dope to see that. It's like, it's crazy when you think about, um, how we put people on such a high pedestal. Sean's one of those guys that easily can be that person as yeah. well. Like you look at someone and you think of them, like, for example, for me, Lil Wayne, if I, if I was to ever see him in person, he's five, six. I picture this guy like he's seven foot two. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Sean has such, and when I first met Sean, I was like, wow, this guy's so good at talking. He's very calculated with his words yeah. and he knows everything that's going on. He has that power, that level of power. And it's because he, he's able to communicate it so well. Yeah. And it's just dope to see that other people are going to be able to see that just as much as we do. Man, and he's bringing, he's bringing on some heavy hitters onto his conferences, man. I don't know if you've seen, he brought Michelle uh dragon's den yeah business entrepreneur damn uh seth godin nick nurse bro man's, man's on a roll man yeah and, and i can't wait to see who he five years from now five years from now when he's oh man, oh, man. I, I can't wait but man shout out to sean uh th- that's a wrap for this episode knowledge knowledge is power and i hope you guys have enjoyed this rant this rant <laughs> we out we out